Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to the pre-match social. I'm back with the boys uh, following the defeat against West Ham. Relatively poor performance, but relatively poor game. Both teams really struggled and uh, West Ham's clinical finishing made a difference. So we'll talk about that game. Obviously, we'll talk ahead. Uh, we'll look ahead sorry, to the Arsenal game as well. Uh, lunchtime kickoff on Saturday and the normal banter mixed in uh, from the boys. So I've got AJ Carr with me this week. And also joining us is Yaro. Yaro, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. All good. All good. How are you? Good, mate. Yeah, good. Just uh, talking off air about your little goblet there. Yes, my 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 goblet of beer. It's yeah, not. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not like a a kid or a pet. It's an actual. Goblet. No, no, no. It's just I, a drinking vessel. I imagine. Um, but yeah, yeah. Big up my mum who bought me these for for Christmas many years ago. Big I'm up, still using them. Big up Yara's mum. Is she an ne- avid uh, Villa Talks listener, mate? I don't, I don't think so, you know. Uh, I think oh, since she moved to Spain, she's just lost touch shame. with uh, with all of her podcasts. And uh, yeah, yeah I'm afraid, she does she even listen to Corinthian Casuals? I don't, no, no, she doesn't oh, listen to anything mate. that I do. No, no, she she she's very supportive, but not in an actual listening kind of way. Oh yeah, in yeah. the in the typical not supportive but supportive sort of way yeah. that moms usually are. Yeah, very yeah, supportive, yeah. but I'm, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> yeah, but I wish you the best. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. My mum really wishes me the best. That's the word she. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great, love. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> That's what they'd always say, isn't it? Um, AJ, Carl, you boys good? Yeah. Yes, mate. I'm all good. right. Um, I was yeah. just going to say that actually, this there's also the Leeds game to talk about. We don't need to only talk about the defeat because we haven't oh, spoken about yeah, the Leeds win either. That's a good point, so. Carl. Good oh point. yeah, the Leeds yeah, was more fun to talk about. Yeah. yeah. All right, distance. we'll do both. We'll do both. All right, well let's let's. Um, Let's not let's keep the news items to a minimum. Then uh, I can definitely hear myself talking. By the way, I don't know if anyone else can. Is it just I me? I can hear. Can't, you, yeah. no, can't no. you normally hear yourself talking? <laughs> no, but I mean, like as an echo, <laughs> you, you can hear it back. No. I can hear a reverb. I can try turning down my headphones in case it's through that. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Listeners don't mind, do they? Listeners, you're used to our amazing audio quality by now. I'm sure. Um, yes, yeah, should we talk oh. about? Sorry, what are you going to say? I was just say it's part of what keeps it real, isn't it? Like, yeah. Not one of these, not one of these fancy pods with all the with all the gear. It's, yeah. It's like, don't don't even put the little fucking jingles in these days. It's like a football <laughs> phone. Apparently, that I, was my fault for talking too much or something. Yeah, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. that's true. Yeah, I'll put the jingles in this time though, as long oh, as AJ, as long as AJ doesn't talk over it again. Um, right. Shall we? A oh, quick, well, quick bit of news. Uh, so, from the stands of Villa Park. So, new stories of the week. Not much, really, to get us excited about. Uh, let's start with the England squad, the most recent bit of news. Tyron Mings has made the squad. Uh, Jacob Ramsey was talked about a little bit by Southgate and saying he was apparently, and I haven't read this, uh, Carl, informed, Carl and Adrian informed me of this, he was hot on the heels of Gallagher and Bellingham, um, apparently. So, uh, as Carl said, only only the youngsters, apparently. He's got to, Southgate's got to meet the quota, is that what you're saying? That's uh, so, yeah. I think I think he he he, he can only replace um, Bellingham or, or Gallagher for some reason. I, I'm not sure what he was talking about. To be honest, I think I think he was he was asked a question about Ramsey and he hadn't even considered him. And was like, <laughs> oh, wasn't expecting you to ask me about him. So uh, I'll just make it, some up. Isn't he Welsh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, Aaron Ramsey's the better brother, isn't he? So. Maybe yeah, you talk about him. This always talk happens. About... We always have a set of brothers, and the younger yeah. one's the better one. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Apart from the Agman Law brothers, charisma is no no good. 
No. <laughs> no. No. Is he ever on our books? <laughs> no. It's a good name. It's a good name, though. It's a great name. It's a great name. It's a great name. It's got Marvelous Nakamba vibes on it, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It'd be tough though, like if your name was Charisma, but you were like really boring and. And if it was anything like Gabby, yeah, <laughs> Charisma is not one of his. Um, it's a tough best. one. To, it's a yeah. tough one to live up to, isn't it? Yeah, it's not one of the attributes. I um. What do you I mean? That's why he got the Talksport gig, wasn't it? Because of his charisma, I thought. Yeah, yeah, all of them on there have. A, I mean, Ali McCoy just like I, I can't believe that he sits in the same room as some of them. He sits in the same room as Alan Brazil. Did you see? Sorry, I know this is off topic. Did you see the picture that Gabby? Uh, yeah, of Alan Brazil just <laughs> leaning against a railing after a whole day of blowing hard, blowing hard. It's a proper like dad one, is it? Dad's one for the train sort of type vibe. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he had a few too many beers. Yeah. Uh, off to oh, going off topic. That's weird for us, isn't it? It's, oh, not, no. it's not very usual. Uh, yeah. Should we get back onto my goblet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a euphemism? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chat up like. Come on. Uh, yeah, Villa. Uh, yeah, right. So Ramsey uh, obviously has had a, is an excellent season so far. But I was, I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was never, I never thought he'd he'd be close to making the squad. Gallagher's also been just as good as not better, and and Southgate, Southgate seems to stick to his players, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, I think Gallagher's been just as productive in terms of goals and stuff, but I think his all-round game has probably been a bit better and certainly more consistent. Like Ramsey's had some excellent games, but we've said on the pod before he's uh, he also is a little bit quiet in some games. And uh, you know, um, I, I said to you guys just before uh, I was saying last week that maybe we should be having a look at Samson ahead of him in some games. So I think it would be a bit rich of me to then be annoyed that he's not made the England squad when I don't think he should be on our side some of the time. Having said that, I have noticed Emile Smith-Rowe is in and he can't get in the Arsenal team at the yeah. moment. Um, but, uh, as we might come back to, he is also their top goal scorer this season, which I didn't realise. Is he? I didn't he know is. that. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, nine. Nine he's got. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second, but I think he's... Um... He's got a good chance of starting against us on Sunday, on Saturday, sorry. But yeah, we'll come on that later. Uh, and then the other news stories, not really anything Frank Kessie, again, linked, but in terms of, uh, you know, we've put an offer in or made a proposal and he looks like he's going to Barcelona. That's what Fabrizio Romano said. So again, can, again, a, an idea of the type of player that we're going to be looking at in the summer, I think. Um, but I, I guess we'll wait and see. Calvin Phillips remains linked. Um, again, I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. I'm not sure about you guys, but I'd be shocked if we were able to get Calvin Phillips in. I'm, I am hoping, and whilst I'm, I do want us to be linked with these sorts of players, they're the players that are going to improve you. I do hope we have a realistic target somewhere um, um, up our sleeve as well, because we're not going to get Calvin Phillips, and if it, we're not going to compete with Barcelona, even though they're crippled by debt, uh, we're still not going to compete with them. So I do hope. Don't know who, but I do hope there's a, a, a realistic um, DCM there for us. Mm. Would you have said Coutinho was realistic when, uh, before we went in for him? Yeah, <laughs> no. <Good point. laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Well, I mean, I've got. I, I, but I guess I think what Carl's saying, and I agree with, is it's all right having a few hail marys in there because you never know that one might come off. But you've got to have a few where you're playing the percentages as well. To be fair, I think Basuma's yeah. realistic. You know, I think. Uh, I still think a bit like Phillips. There'll probably be better clubs than us that will be in for him, and we'll—that's where we'll end up. And that's why we tried to get him in January when they weren't in a position to to try and buy him. But 
I, I st- yeah, I think he's. A, I, I don't think he's an entirely unrealistic uh, no. signing. But I do think uh, the thing with Phillips as well is you're relying on Leeds going down, which they might not. Like if they don't go down, I'd, will he even leave Leeds? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he might. He might do for a Champions League. Team. Well, it's not, no, not going to come to us if they don't go down. No, Bielsa, sure. I think could be a could be a factor though for him, especially yeah, obviously because he's he's completely revolutionised his game and changed the trajectory of his career massively, isn't he? Because he was an attacking midfielder with stroke winger before, I think, before Bielsa came in. So yeah. it could be a factor, I think. Uh, and, and maybe his agent putting his name out there as well a little bit to just to get other clubs interested, maybe. It's another thing that normally happens. In fact, I've been, I've been in a meeting with an agent where they've been on the phone to a player, uh, about one of their players who I was advising. And just speaking to a, speaking to a reporter and said, yeah, uh, Villa, West Ham and Crystal Palace are interested in him. And then he stopped the call and goes, they're not. I'm just saying it because he wants a new contract. And that was, that's basically mm. what they do. <laughs> and he was so blatant about it, but that's the way it he also might He also might be shit, actually. Like, in the same way Luke Ayling's shit. But Bielsa <laughs> yeah. just made him look better. No, what, if think, we, what if we no, don't no, no, Phillips did it for England, didn't he? So you can't, I don't yeah. know, it's hard to say that. Mm, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, and apart from that, we had the Q&A with Tyra Mings, which was really interesting. I think you can watch on AVTV. Uh, spoke well as he always does. Um, quite interesting his interview and also Martinez's interview with Ben uh, with Ben Foster. Both mentioned about the camaraderie and uh, they're trying to do a lot more off the field as players together, uh, which brings us nicely onto the Cheltenham photos that came out. Uh, oh mate, Courtney House. Courtney House. Nineties R and B. Nineties R and B. He so ne- he, nearly, he nearly won hero and villain of the week <laughs> just for that picture alone. Oh, for the man. same suit. Yeah. It's really it's really interesting. Their personalities shone through, didn't they? We we talked about it on the WhatsApp group. You had you had uh, Martinez who's come out basically in his training gear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Emmy looks like he's there. He's one of their dads dropping yeah. them off, yeah, uh, like yeah. dropping the kids off at prom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the vibe he's yeah, got. Yeah. That, trying to hang on, you know, like not trying to leave because he, he yeah. doesn't want to go back to his missus at home and, and watch a, watch Netflix. He wants to sort of stay there and just sort of hang out with the kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Mings looks like he's gone for a mortgage job interview. Uh, yeah, and then Bundy was it Bundy? I think Bundy was wearing a jumper and shirt. Yeah, he? he was wearing a jumper. Yeah, maybe maybe Mings is wearing the hand. same suit he wore back in his back in his mortgage advisor. Yeah, yeah, mortgage advisor. He's still wearing the same suit. Yeah, yeah. Cashy and Youngie were were pretty stylish. I thought. They look, they look I, didn't, good. I didn't like Ashley Young's sunglasses. I thought they were shit. No, and I'm not a fan. I think Cash had gone with the mismatched blazer and trouser of, of I'm approaching on. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of that. I've done it myself a couple of times. I went for afternoon tea at Lords once, and I, I went for a, a nice cream trouser with a with a navy blue jacket. And I, was, I have done it, but I think in general, nice. I think it works. In general, I'm not a fan of it. Welcome to the Villa Talks podcast, the the, fa- the fashion <laughs> episode. <laughs> Food coming up next. We're just a lifestyle magazine, aren't we? Like a yeah. lifestyle. We're just what we do. We're just what we do, mate. We do everything. Cover all the bases. Everything. The Swiss Army knife. Um, yeah, and that's it, really. Nothing else to report. But yeah, I'd recommend watching both of those uh, interviews for anyone who hasn't. Um, and yeah, Martinez especially, I think it was a really good insight in terms of his and Cut's relationship. Um how he sets himself targets, how focused he is, um, a bit about Cop America as well, what he went through. But also, I think you can show, you can see that he's so grateful for Villa for finally giving him a chance to have a regular spot at a big club. Uh, I think you know that's why he signed a new contract. And also, he's very settled, family man. Coutinho, Bundia, and Dougie Louise are all really good mates, and Coutinho apparently lives a few minutes away from him. So, looking forward to um, the summer, I think that might be a good good sign. Did he say what his targets are this season? 
he said, I think he said, he said sets himself 12 to 15 clean sheets a season, I think he said. Because he said, but he said, I think because of Friedel and Bosnia, she got the two highest before, obviously before last season where he did. And it was between 12 and 15. And I think that's what he said. But he, he also does like pass completion, save percentage. I was going to say, because yeah. a lot of his stats are still shit this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's think still so. About, still about minus five on uh, post-shot expected goals. I don't think he, I don't think he's got that on his on his tick sheet. Well, he should have, because it's the best one. Uh, but his <laughs> save percentage is rubbish as well. It's down at about 68% or something. So yeah, it's bad. He probably uh, wants to have a look at his uh, stats this season. But he was, talk- he was talking about how, um, I think it was, which game was it? He was talking about... Uh, I think it was maybe post post Brighton game. I think it was when they recorded it, and he yeah. saw a few a few few goals had gone in through people's legs and via deflections uh, against yeah. New, against Newcastle Leeds and stuff. So he said him and Cuts just worked on it all week. They had these like nets deflection nets. And he just he just worked on that purely for a whole week. So again, I think showing him mentality. I think, um, it was United, it wasn't it? When he got to an absolute clangor. That that aside, I mm-hmm. think. More recently, he's been back to something like his best, but the first half of the season, I, I thought he was actually pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, I think but, he, I mean, I think, it, it were extenuating circumstances where the back and I think forth he got away with a couple like, in the first half of the season, as well as that United clangle. I think there were a couple where he just got, he sort of came rushing off his line and yeah. he, didn't, he didn't quite lead to yeah. a goal. That, Newcastle, that was, yeah. 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 But yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's the new stories of the week. So, should we move on to uh, Hero and Villain of the Week? So, hero yep. and villain of the week. Off to you, Carl, mate. Um, uh, I struggled a bit with hero this week. Um, I was trying to include like the uh, Leeds and West Ham performances, but they were so different that I just really struggled. And I was just I tried to pick out the player who actually I think's been our best player in recent weeks. Um, he's had a really good month, and. Um, it and he um, there was a picture of him at Cheltenham um, nibbling a cocktail sausage, which just really topped it all off for me. Um, Matty Cash, um, I, I thought he was really, really good against Leeds. Um, he seems to have realised that crossing into the box is neither his um, best attribute, but also we don't really have the players in the box that are really good at winning he- headers where you just sort of swinging crosses in. So we started getting to the byline and pulling them back and actually creating, chance, creating chances for us. Um, I, I think don't know if you noticed in the West Ham game, the commentators kept referring to his crossing ability like it was something that, that, that was revered and everybody really respected. And I was, they always, I was like, Yeah, they always do that, don't they? It's like they get it into the head and it's like they share this little bit of information and don't bother checking whether it's true or not and just yeah. all just... just just refer to it, but um, is yeah, his his crossing uh, ability is um, is not is not his best attribute, is it? Um, but worst comes to worst, apparently Atletico Madrid really want him. Um, that'll add an extra ten million onto it. I actually think he might be in a chance of getting into the England squad uh, today if he if he was obviously if he was English, but luckily for you, Yarrow, he, he isn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so Matty Cash here of the week. Mainly, mainly for the sausage picture, I have to say. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the other pictures from Cheltenham. No, I haven't seen, seen the sausage picture. picture. Well, yeah, that, he's got his, um, his phone, he's eating a sausage like that. He's like taking a photo, isn't he? Yeah. That should be the cover picture, Omar, just, just so you know. I know you usually like to do a game, but I think it should be Matty Cash with it. Right, I've noted, um, noted. Well, 
Was he just enjoying a sausage, or was he trying to do some kind of cock-related bants? No, no, it's not always got to be cock-related bants. It's always (laughs) cock-related bants with you, AJ. He was just eating a sausage. He was flicking through his phone, eating a sausage on a fork, and he just so happened to get papped. Okay. All right. Uh, Villain of the week? Um, Villain of the week, this week, and it's it's actually a football stadium, the London Stadium, uh, apparently, and listening to it, it, it the, the atmosphere is absolute dog shit and I've not been but li- if you look through Twitter every Villa fan that was there is saying that it's literally the worst stadium they've ever been to and I kind of just wanted to slag West Ham off anyway uh, and this was the only real way I could have done it I, I was going to go in hard on David Moyes but he didn't give me anything to do I also nearly um, nearly went in on um, no- Kevin Nolan just because I always forget he exists, and he's oh. a wanker, isn't he? He really hated him as a player. Yeah, and he's uh, he one of their coaches. And they, uh, oh, he seems to be just the person that goes up with pit, bits of paper and towels. I don't know, fucking Yarmolenko to score or whatever he fucking told him to do. But I was gonna, I was gonna. Um, well, it works if that's what he told him to do. That was a good yeah. bit of coaching, to be fair. Yeah. In which oh, no, case, right. he's worthy of villain of the week from an Aston Villa point of view. Yeah. Go on but and I didn't. I just. I didn't feel like he'd, he'd done enough. Um, but um, I, he used I just, to. He used to always score the worst goals when he was a player, like one yard tappings, and then he'd run away doing that chicken celebration. I fucking hated he, that chicken. Celebration. I hated it so much. I hated it so much. Do you know it? what? No, Kevin Nolan's the villain of the week. He's an arsehole. <laughs> so Kevin Nolan. What about the guy from Twitter? <laughs> I thought you were going to mention. Oh yeah, there was that. Of, I'll mention what's he. What's he called? Scotty AVFC. Scotty AVFC, and everyone who listened to it will have seen this fucking balance uh, somewhere on the Villa hashtag. He, um, he, I, I need to give it to him, but I, I wasn't going to give him the credit. But fuck it, he, he probably doesn't listen to this anyway. No. Um, and if he does, he's an arsehole. Not for listening to this, just generally, he's an arsehole. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, there was someone going around saying who, who was Villa's best Irish player, and he just responded with none, none. <laughs> no, none of them. And none as them. Omar pointed out, well, even if we've got what, even if we only had one Irish player, one of he's got to be the best. So there has yeah. to be a best, even if you think they're all shit. And it just so happens that our best ever player happened to be Irish as well. Yeah, um, I mean, it seems like the question is pretty redundant in the first place because yeah. y- you no, know, no, I did think that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I so think... say, who's Barcelona's best ever Argentinian? <laughs> uh, oh, actually, they've got they've got two, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that genuinely is a debate <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is a good debate uh, um, but yeah and, and, and well I also saw a lot of like who is the best Irish player just generally as well on Instagram and it was it was either Roy Keane or Robbie Keane and I was like no Paul McGrath you got no. Liam, Liam yeah. Brady you got you, you know, can these... put you can put Roy Keane in the mix but Robbie yeah. Keane no no way no way I mean I a lot of goals for them is he their is. record goal scorer he must he's be, their record goal by some distance I think but yeah, yeah. yeah. He has an insane goal-scoring record for them. To be was Roy Keane that good for Ireland? Or, or I just oh, remember fine. him telling um, McGrath to <laughs> shove it up his bollocks, yeah. Yeah. which I don't understand because how do you shove something up your bollocks? Well, that depends that on uh, <laughs> not the bollocks thing. I'm not going to say that depends on something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the uh, don't know the the ins and outs of that. Shall we say? Um, uh, it depends on whether you're saying the best player for Ireland mm. or the best Irish player. Because if you're saying best mm. Irish player, then mm. Roy Keane is up there. If you're saying for Ireland, then maybe not. What, what, whatever just, you, I think what you're McGrath's the answer to both of them, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. probably. They, but McGrath always gets safe. McGrath always gets forgotten about by 
these these sport publications, aren't they? Because normally the people who are just putting out the tweet or asking the poll or 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 reviewing who the best player is, they're they're probably born in nineteen ninety five. So yeah. realistically, they've never seen McGrath play. So going just... back to the London Stadium, uh, did you did you hear the Villa fans singing "Sold Your Soul for This Shit All"? Yeah, I did good. good no, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Very good. I didn't understand on the pictures, like halfway down the stand. There's like that. There's like a big empty section that just doesn't seem to be for anything and i couldn't even figure out like what it what it was it was like like just like a massive like empty gap like a almost like a big terrace but with nobody on it or no it was really weird didn't study really it weird. didn't study it that intently to be honest well, but it was, probably, it, it was probably a... where this uh store all the unsold sunday sports that them uh <laughs> porn barons uh can't shift uh, does it? Do the West Ham fans still love them? By the, I oh, still hate them. By the way, sorry. Even oh, though yeah. they've been doing well, even though they're doing well. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Did the Fair Blues pro- have their dildo protest? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. I want to know that. <laughs> I can't remember I've, when I've that was. I've I can't remember when that was been... scheduled for. But the 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 poster was just out, outrageous. Like, bring your. Bring your biggest dildo that you can find and yeah. we'll meet at this pub and compare dildos. That was my favourite bit of the poster. Yeah, I'll be honest. I would Google dildo party, but I'll have, <laughs> I'll have to do it. Where are they buying them from? Are they, I mean, are they used? Are they, you know, in the, in the loft? Are they eBay? Where, where are they getting them from? I don't think there were any rules. It was just no, fine no trying rules. to get a dildo however way you can. I'd have, I'd have probably got a fresh one if I was taking it down a protest. <laughs> To but no, do, do you want to ruin a fresh one, or do you want to take one that's been used? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd get more of a joke one for the protest as opposed to one I would actually maybe be interested in using. You know, so. well, the big massive one rather than the the vibrating mm. one. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we're back to the cock banter, aren't we? Which is yeah. perfect for me. We're, we're veering into kink shaming here. I hope I hope we're not going to go down. Oh here. yeah, sorry, I forgot about kink shaming. Yeah. Shove what? it up your bollocks. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's no kink of mine. You can't prove it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, uh, we've talked about Villa for about 30 seconds in this pod so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hero Villain the Week done. Uh, I think we should go Kevin Nolan. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I hate him. Especially, oh, yeah. even, though Jack, even though Jack left and we, we don't like him anymore. He was, do you remember him calling him a diving cheat or something last year, didn't it? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. I still yeah. like him. I know I keep having to remind you all, but I still like him. Kevin Nolan. No. <laughs> the Nolan Jack. sisters. Jack. Jack. I, right. I was even tempted was, was to Jack, throw... Well, we don't call him Jack. I was no, even tempted to throw him into the debate uh, when uh, we were talking about our best ever Irish player as well. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Controversial. Controversial. So levels. Yeah. Controversial. Uh, right, and then... Oh, so let's talk about the West Ham game briefly then, and then we'll talk about the Leeds game as well. Um, Yara, what did you make of the, the performance against against West Ham? I just thought it was the typical West Ham Villa game. I mean, we we uh, it seems that every time the West Ham uh, West Ham come around, we're on a, a sort of semi decent run of form, and you go, well, this is the opportunity to beat West Ham, but we it, it just never happens. We never we never really are at the races when we play West Ham. I mean, they're very good at um, neutralizing, um, I think, threats in general, not just from us. Um, I think they're a very good side at, at sort of shutting down a game and making it quite. Um, dull for the most part, um, and then they they've got the players to then nick that goal if they can keep you out. Um, and yeah, it just it, it that was West Ham sort of had our number for most of the game. I felt like 
um, and it felt like we didn't really have the answers. The substitutions felt a bit kind of hit and hope to me. It didn't seem like they were that particularly well thought out. Um, Leon Bailey, I couldn't really see how he was going to get into the game. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing. But after the run of wins we'd had up until that point, entirely expected because you can't keep winning forever, can you? And if, if there was a fixture where it was going to stop, West Ham would make sense considering our record against them. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. It was just, a, oh, I didn't think West Ham were that great um, at all. Uh, but they, you know, they finished their chances when they came and we we missed our big chance really, didn't we? Uh, Ing sort of, good effort, but he did scuff the shot a little bit. Um, but again, good save as well. Martinez made an excellent save and then on the counter, the second goal, you know, we were trying to push for it, you understand. And then obviously we got a goal back. I thought, I thought Buendia looked good uh, again when he came on. And I, I don't know about you guys, uh, AJ, Carl, your thoughts on this, but uh, is he pushing for a start now? You know, he was obviously our best player when we were performing poorly, um, losing games, but still he was, he was a standout, standout player. Coutinho, obviously this new system in diamond formation is working for us, albeit we've lost. Um, would you look to bring him in if you would? Where would you play him? Uh, yeah, a couple of a couple of things on Buendia specifically. I said to you guys the other day. Um, I think we've got a bit of a kind of I don't want to say issue with Coutinho, but there's there's a challenge in the sense that I think we have to play him in every game for two reasons. One, he has the potential to win a game on his own, which maybe Buendia is the only other player in our squad that we've seen be on that level but even even Buendia is is not quite there and two if we've got any chance of signing him permanently at the end of the season I think he has to pretty much play every game he's available and be seen to be our, our key player etc um, but the issue is in a game like the one against West Ham where it's going to be more combative where you need uh, someone who's going to press and harry and you know not give Rice and Suchek and those those guys time on the ball to, to pick you off. Buendia would have been the better option in that game for me, better suited to the to the nature of the opposition. And, and that's not a criticism of Gerald because as I think I think we have to play Coutinho because of what he has the potential to bring and because of the, the wanting to sign him permanently in the in the summer. But I do I do think it's a problem uh, that. In certain games, we probably would be better off with Buendia, and uh, yeah, he he was very good when he came on, a brilliant a brilliant assist um, uh, as well, which which showed he's he's capable of unlocking teams almost to the extent that Coutinho is, but but not but not quite. And another thing I just wanted to touch on was kind of building on what Yarrow said that I think Moyes as a coach is brilliant at identifying your strengths and nullifying them and he did that brilliantly like that Coutinho had 83 touches in the game which is the most of any player uh and the most he's had for us this season by by a distance and yet it felt like he had a really quiet game and that's because they shut off all the passing lanes they you know they sit deep enough that his key strength of through balls is nullified uh he had to keep coming deep to get the get the ball and he, he couldn't harm teams and then the, the flip side of that is they identify, will identify the weakness of your system and focus on it relentlessly. 58% of their ball came down our left-hand side. Uh, and if you look at the average positions, Cresswell and Ben Rama both basically on top of each other and on top of cash on average for the whole game. Antonio and Lanzini also uh, moving, to the, uh, moving to the left-hand side. 
uh, as well. But if you look at our average positions, our midfield side's tight and compact and tried to control the middle of the pitch, which we couldn't do against Rice and Suchek anyway. But they weren't giving enough support to Cash uh, on the right-hand side. And they exploited the weakness that we've talked about in the pod before of the systems that we play uh, by getting down uh, by getting down the wings and in particular by focusing on that on that left-hand side where McGinn being on, if you like, the wrong side struggles a little bit sometimes to get out there uh and and support so um so yeah i, I think i thought uh it was kind of a, a poor game to watch but i thought Moyes won the the coaching battle it seemed to me um that we'd reverted back to this McGinn and um ramsey sitting like behind the fullbacks again um and i don't know whether their positions on the pitch showed that after the game, I didn't look, but that's what it felt like, particularly in the second half. There was too deep again, and then yeah. we, we kind of went back to how it wasn't working with us before on that horrible run, rather than how it had been in the, the, the previous three games. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't quite as bad as it was when we were playing the mad fullbacks as wingers system, but I think that was more because the fullbacks weren't as high mm. uh, as opposed to the eights being being higher up they were they were quite deep they did uh, they did push us uh, push us deeper I, th- I think a little bit another interesting stat that i noticed off the back of this game is that none of the games we've won under gerard um, have been games where we have had more of the ball so all of our all of the games we've won we've had less possession than the opposition uh, and in this game, we had more possession. We had more shots on target. We were behind on XG, but not by a huge amount. Um, and we didn't win the win the game. There have been a couple that have been very close, like 50, 49% where we've gone on to win the game. But actually, you know, we talked about this uh, in the on the last pod in terms of our most effective performances still being on the break. That is um, supported by the, the data as well, where we tend to be more likely to win games if we've got 38, 40% possession than if we've got 55. Or even in the Newcastle game we lost, we had over 60% of the ball um, and and still lost. So it's interesting uh, that Gerard says that's how he wants us to play. And yet on the games where we seem to be better at keeping the ball, we seem to create less and, and win fewer games. Mm. And I think you can... It's all the Leeds game, which we'll, we haven't touched on yet, but... I think if you look at the styles of teams that we've played against, going back to your point there, you know, there's, there's a reason why I think our, the way that we play, the players that we've got suits a team like playing against a team like Leeds where there's more holes there on the transition. Whereas I think where teams do sit back and it's on us, it's on us to sort of impose ourselves in the game and dictate it. And, and so it's been, it's been a key trait of Villa teams for a long time now, hasn't it? Uh, you go back to even the Martin O'Neill days. Whenever we were coming up against a team where we're hard to difficult to break down, we always found it very hard to sort of impose ourselves and and play our way through teams rather than when we play against someone like Leeds or or Brighton or whoever. Where well, that's Brighton we've struggled, but you know where, where there's there's gaps on the transition, there's gaps on the counter where we seem to do do our better work. I suppose if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, let's let's talk let's talk quickly on the Leeds game then. Um, well, I know it seems a while ago now. Obviously, we we didn't we didn't really cover it, but it was well, it was only a week ago, wasn't it? Was it a week ago? A week today, yeah. yeah. A week ago today. So it seems crazy. Um, but that was a, that was an excellent performance um, all round. But I mean, how poor how poor were Leeds that day? Really, 
Yeah. All but over the, the shop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great though. It was great watching. Um, I, I think I enjoyed that game about as much as I've enjoyed any of our games since we come back into the prem. I'm not including the seven two, obviously, um, but it was one of those where, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, where uh, we were clearly fairly dominant from start to finish. It, the result, as soon as we took the lead, the result didn't really seem to be in doubt. And it was against the team that we have a little bit of needle with, and the away fans just ripped the piss for ninety minutes, and it was very, very audible. Um, the your fucking shits and uh, and and all the other chats. So yeah, I I really I really enjoyed that game. Why did they hate Ming so much? Is it because he uh, gave gave them shit when they drew when we drew against him? Is that the reason? There's, well, there's that there's that picture of the um, him laughing whilst he was sort of holding two Leeds players one on each hand, isn't there? And I think because he was inv- he was involved in that that game, the the Battle of Ellen Road, um, where where they cheated and then had to give us a goal back and was annoyed by it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I, I didn't, but I didn't realize I hated him so much. I know they hate Ollie Watkins unreasonably because. Cause he's once got picked, picked ahead of Patrick Bamford. Because, yeah. yeah. Because, he because he's better than Patrick Bamford. Yeah, yeah. That's player. why they don't like him. But um, yeah, I did, I did enjoy that. I, I actually, I actually quite like Leeds. I, I don't want Leeds to get down. Um, mm. I prefer. Um, well, Everton have just scored. So uh Okay, yeah, leads are going down news. then. <laughs> I guess um, play, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but um yeah, it was a really enjoyable game. I did enjoy it. We we still looked we still looked like we could concede. Um yeah. quite, you know, sort of whenever leads came forward even though they never really troubled us ultimately um too much. There was still a threat that we could just can chuck one in our own net at any stage. Is that, um, is that the case, or do you think it was more just us Villa fans being conditioned? To think I think like it's probably me just being being terrified. They had a good period, didn't they, in the second half, beginning of the second? Yeah, half. they did, but they didn't really create anything. It's actually the lowest XG against we've had all season. Only a 0.2 XG. They it didn't feel like that. So. You get that for writing your name on the team sheet, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, although Millwall, did you see Millwall the other day? They had played a whole game with Norton, zero xG. Really? Nil nil. They got yeah, nil-nil and they got a nil. They got a nil nil as well. Yeah, so it can be done. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of uh, them being a threat, it's always a worry, isn't it? Because they've got players like Rafinha and people like that. Yeah, who, you know. Can, and they brought Bamford off the bench, which which was was ominous. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, I was worried then. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I, I feel like they did less after he. Yeah. came on and they were less threatening. Not not anything to do with his performance. I just thought that by that point, I, I thought actually once we were comfortably ahead, I thought we controlled the game. Uh, I thought we controlled the game um, pretty yeah. well. And, and the, the I think the goals came at the right time for us, didn't they? Where they were the where the were in the ascendancy and looking slightly threatening. Obviously, they yeah. their their weak defence came to play again, and they were just all over the shop, weren't they? And Cash completely unmarked to the back post. Uh, and and we, I, I don't know what you guys thought. I was thinking, what the hell is he doing? What, he's got a third. Of the, he's got two thirds of the goal open there, and he's gone for the the bit of the goal where the goalkeeper's standing, but hit it well enough. Yeah. Well, well I, I we, think I was just going to say we can't go without talking about Callum Chambers's goal either. Yeah. I mean, when we signed Chambers, did, did did any of us realize that he's capable of these sort of amazing passes on the outside of his foot and finishes sure. like that? I, I'm not sure he realized it, to be honest. I- I keep confusing him with that other Arsenal defender. Rob Holding. Rob Holding. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought we was buying him. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I, so I can, I, they all, they the all look the same to you, don't they? Man? <laughs> <laughs> the, these Arsenal defenders. Um, yeah, so so no, I didn't know that Callum... Uh, I have to admit, I, I didn't really know he existed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad he does. I'm we glad know he does. now. Yeah. Okay, now. I mean, I, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but I think the difference he's made... And look, Conser's a better all-round defender, for, for sure. But I've been banging on for ever since I've been on the pod, basically, about Conser's weakness being his passing. Our ability to play out, having two centre-halves that can do it, it has made a huge difference to the balance of the of the team for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there will be times when Conser is, is better suited and will still play. Um, but it's been clear with the players that we've been linked to at centre-half that Gerard is looking for a ball playing centre half in there. I don't think Chambers is the long term answer to that because I don't think his all round game is good enough. But I think for the time being, uh, I think not always having to go out through Mings and having the the option to go out through Chambers as well. Uh, I mean, some of his passing in in that run of games where we were winning, some of his passing through the lines into midfield. Yeah, you know, you would just never get that from from Concer as as much as I love the man and I love watching him defend. Uh, with his McGrath-like way and, you know, no one ever dribbling past him and all of that. Uh, I think w- with the ball, Chambers is far superior. I mean, that, that, that Southampton assist for the assist was just unreal. Right? Yeah. It was just, it was just, yeah, absolutely unreal. But, so, but yeah. I mean, it's very difficult to rotate defenders, isn't it? So, yeah. and Chambers isn't, I don't think, quite at the level of Conte in terms of defensive abilities, as you say. So, someone like Joe Gomez has been linked do we think? Do we think that's the kind of player we'll go with? I'm not really sure on him myself personally, but I, th- I think a, I think a centre back is going to be key. But then you've got Conda Chambers, and then potentially a new centre back. Yeah. Whenever I think of Gomez, I think of the seven-two when yeah. he was absolutely destroyed yeah. and taken off after about. Carragher's like, he's got to go off. He's got to go he's off. He's got to go off. He's got to go off. Hocked off after fifty minutes. And to I, be fair, he's been injured ever since. I yeah. Think. To be fair, we destroyed Virgin, Virgil Van Dijk in that game as well. No, no, I'd take him, I reckon. Yeah, but I think I think Van Dijk's in some other performances that that are, remind yeah, me that he's a good defender. I, I don't know it. I, I can't. I, I don't recall ever looking at Gomez and thinking he was great. I just no, remembered I, that game. And I did look at his stats when um, when we were first linked to him, and his his passing is again much better than Comsuzu's, who was comparing him to at the the time and his defensive stats are not that different but it's really hard to compare when you're playing in defence for Liverpool versus playing in defence for us mm. uh, particularly at, at the time um, so yeah I don't know either to be honest yeah right. well I guess we'll see I guess we'll see but overall yeah I mean the Leeds performance excellent uh, all round performance as you said Matty Cash was excellent in that game I thought man of the match deservedly so Coutinho with a via goal although I thought it was fairly quiet apart from that but uh, and actually, he was a bit fortunate with that goal because yeah. it was actually not a very good finish, and he got lucky with a deflection, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. You make your own luck, though, don't you? Uh, and then Chambers. I mean, I don't know if you saw the tech that goal again. Just look at the technique, the way he hits it. He's not even looking at where he's hit the ball. He's just so focused on whipped it, whip proper whip, proper whippage. And I love the celebrations. My Deckers, who's been on the pod before. Uh, was there? He said the away away fans were incredible that night, and they absolutely like, they were giving it so much shit to as as Yara's point earlier to to the Leeds fans. And um, Omar, you shared a a, a link. Uh, I think I don't know who does this. Uh, records the entire game uh, for for the, from the fans' perspective on their phones, and it was someone who happened to be sat 
it was a Leeds fan who happened to be sat yeah. by the Villa end. Um, and so they put up their edited highlights, which was just Villa fans ripping the piss for the entire game. Yeah. Um, but what was brilliant was, uh, so that was a really enjoyable 15 minutes. I mean, I don't know why a Leeds fan would put that up, but for a Villa fan, that was a really enjoyable 15 minutes. But um, as you pointed out, Omar, there was Tyro Mings at the very end did that absolutely classic thing that footballers do to wind up opposition fans, which is just applaud them. Uh, so he, <laughs> he, so he just looked at them, smiled and applauded. And then the, 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 the fa- football fans always fall into the trap, don't they? They always go, fuck off, fuck off. Uh, let me at him, let me at him. And it's just hilarious. It's just like, here's a guy smiling and clapping. Did you see Ian, see Ian Wright's post today about the Rashford stuff? Rashford, yeah. No, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I missed Brilliant. it. I, I yeah. heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, so Wright is basically saying, you know, uh, Rashford's had to come out and apologise for calling all the fans out when they've been spending the whole game, like, calling him a prick and saying... Calling one fan out, to be fair. Well, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and Wright's position was, you shouldn't have to apologise for this. And why why can all these fans dish it out and not not take it? I mean, those fans, those fans were waiting uh, for the players to board the coach after a defeat. And it's yeah. like, who does that? Who hangs yeah. around Bankers. outside the stadium? Um, yeah. to, straight home, for the... straight home, mate. Uh, trying to get, yeah. out, I was trying to get out of that, trying to get Villa, out of Villa Park as ASAP. Was the issue that they wanted like him to come over and give him sort of an autograph and that, and he's just lost, so he's pissed off. So he just no, they get... were they were dishing out. They were going rational but... performance like that, mate. But and it... he turned round and gave it a bit of. But I, I, I thought what had happened is because he didn't walk over to them and uh, then they started sort of calling him out on that oh, and I then see, saying, oh, right. after a performance, you could at least come over to us. But still, the oh, point right. stands, just fuck off home. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the, the classic one, wasn't it? it? Was when Adebayor ran down the pitch and celebrated and then they're all like chucking sh- seats at him and all I mean, of that. That was, you know, that was extraordinary. I mean, there's the one gif of the Arsenal fans that you can just watch on a loop, and the, it, yeah. it's it, you can watch it forever because there's just all you can keep spotting different Arsenal fans doing something ridiculous in the in the gif. It's, it's uh, just it's brilliant. It's, you know. Well, that, and then that, we all get a bit we all get a bit angry sometimes at the, at the football, don't we? But you know, yeah. come on, lads. That, yeah. uh, that brings us nicely onto the Arsenal game. Thanks, Yara. Mm. Good work. Um, Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's time for some vital statistics, ladies. Yeah! AJ, what you got for us this week, mate? Is that a long enough pause, mate? Yeah. <laughs> You're looking up at the roof. I thought you was leaking or something. I was just <laughs> making sure there was a, you know, you told me I thought that's where the stats were. Yeah, I yeah. pinned them the to, stats to, to are... the stats. I thought it was just going to come down on a scroll. <laughs> I've, got so, I've got so many. On a stone tablet, I get them from a burning bush every week. Vidi print, printer, go old school. Yeah, um, obviously we've got a losing record against Arsenal, but we have won 69. Nice. 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 Um, nice. Uh, lost 84 and drawn 35. Um, that sounds terrible. In, it gets worse if you look at the Premier League. Though. Oh, right. One eleven. Don't, don't let's not then. One eleven, drawn 14 and lost 29 in the, uh, in the Premier League uh, era. And you have to go all the way down to fifth place in the goal scorers in the fixtures find... A Villa player. I think we've done this before. Let's do it again anyway. Who are the who are the four um, Arsenal players? Perez. Uh, Perez, yeah. Henri. Henri. Henri's top with 12. Bergkamp. Um, Bergkamp. No, Bergkamp's not in there. 
Sorry, I missed the question. Is this goals against? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, goal scorers in the Premier League against Ian Wright. Yes, he's in there in oh, third place with right. seven. Oh, right, he's got that many. Freddie Ljungberg. No. Is it a midfielder or a striker? Striker is in second place, who so you haven't got. Oh, uh, Bentner. Sexy, sexy Frenchman. Oh, uh, Giroud. Giroud. Yeah. Giroud. Giroud. Giroud does Giroud. have a good scoring record against yes. us, doesn't he? Yes. And then I, this is why I remember we doing it. There's another person joint uh, joint with Pires on four, who I remember saying last time that you'd never you'd never get him. And I think you might have done in the end with some clues. Midfield oh, player. Was supposed, to be, was supposed to be the new Vieira. Edu, Gilberto Silva, isn't it? Big long legs. Oh, yeah, yeah, Diaby, yeah, yeah. Abu Diaby. Diaby. And then Merson's, Merson's got he four as well. He scored four against us. Yeah. yeah. He scored, he yeah. He scored I against... I remember him scoring in... Um, the 2-2. Yeah, the the two the O'Neill 2-2, where we absolutely battered them, but were 2-0 down at half-time. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we were like, yeah. how the hell has that happened? Um, and then um, Merson's got four as well, which I assume were all for Arsenal against us. But I'll be honest, I couldn't be bothered to check, so I haven't. He did. He definitely scored against. Uh, he scored against Arsenal. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah he definitely did. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then there's one, two, three, four, five Villa players who've got three. Dwight York. Yeah. Uh, Dion Dublin. Yeah. Hendry. No. Um, Vassal no Gabby name another Gabby just name another yeah, striker yeah Gab- Gavin Joachim no Vassal uh, no Angal no M- more Milosevic. recent more oh, Benteke 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 one, one current player on three. Oh, Watkins obviously Watkins yeah uh, and uh, Dwight York's partner as well uh, Jordan Jordan <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Friend, friend of the pod. Not, not his romantic partner. Um, I mean, I don't think they're partners anymore. Savage. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's the only that's partner they think of. Yeah, yeah. Savo. Yeah, Savo's got three. Um, so, but on the plus side, we have won three of our last four games. Obviously, we lost. The last Hang on a second. I'd already said Savo, and you said no. Did you? I yeah. Said that, eh? You I must have say... said it at the same time as everyone else was talking. As you know, for... Well, I'm counting that. Yeah, you count it then. You're correct. Savo's got three. Uh, anyway, we've won three of our last four games of them, as you probably uh, remember. Uh, obviously, we lost the last one. Um, but uh, they are only... Uh, if Those three wins are our only three wins in the last 11 games. So apart from those three, you had to go back to 2013 for the win before that. So we had a very long losing run before uh, we nicked that one game. Trezeguet, wasn't it? The 1-0, mm. uh, which wasn't one of the key games in keeping us up. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the uh, the 3-0 the uh, as well. Um, and then what was it? Was it another 1-0 that we had as well? Um, but they lost their last game against Liverpool. Uh, but actually, I don't know if you saw any of it. I watched the second half. I thought they were decent. I thought they had some good chances. I thought they always looked a threat on the on the break. Um, and attacking-wise, I think they look very good this season. But before they lost to Liverpool, they'd won five in a row before that. So in a very good run of form. Um, and they pretty consistently play in a 4-2-3-1. And you've got Party, who I think had a slow start for them, but has been excellent this season. 
uh, and Xhaka in front of the back four, um, providing a good deal of protection. And then they have Martinelli, usually Odegaard, but sometimes Smith-Rowe and Saka behind Lacazette. And that front four, regardless of which of those five players are in it, has been super productive this season. So Saka has got eight goals and five assists. Martinelli's got five goals and three assists. Smith-Rowe, as we mentioned earlier, nine goals and a couple of assists as well. Erdegaard has got five goals and three assists. And Lacazette has got four goals and seven assists. And particularly in recent games, uh, Lacazette has, um, I think he's got four assists in his last three games or something ridiculous. Like he's he's been super productive. Um, So a tough... Um, proposition, I think, and uh, a friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan. Um, in at the beginning of the season, during the old uh, Smith Rowe saga, we were having a bit of back and forth on on Twitter, and he was on about how Arsenal were going to finish twenty points ahead of us this season, like they normally do. And I was like, quick on the old bookmark in there. I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. Bookmark, there's absolutely no way because they had been. Rubbish. And to be honest, it wasn't because I thought we'd be ahead of where we are. Uh, I, we're about where I expected us to be this season. But Arsenal are absolutely miles ahead of where mm. I thought they would be, particularly given the starts. And I think they lost three of their first four games as well at the beginning of the season. And, and, and lost it, arguably their best player. But then they've basically got better since sucking off Aubameyang, haven't they? Yeah. And I think Arteta's done a brilliant job and he, he you know at several times he was on the verge of getting sacked lots of Arsenal fans particularly particularly the more dickhead ones on Arsenal TV and those kind of ones had long been calling for his head and I guess it just shows a bit of patience can pay can pay dividends because they, they genuinely look like a proper top six side now which um, they certainly didn't last season or at the beginning of this season. Yeah. So they might well, they might well finish twenty points ahead of us. So I can probably unbookmark that tweet now. Yeah, I would. I would if I was you. <laughs> I would if I was you. Yeah, they'd be, I mean they've been excellent, haven't they? I think um, really surprising. Uh, I think the defense has been excellent. Uh, ben White, who I wasn't, I, I really like. I, I really like as a player, but I wasn't sure how he was going to adapt playing for Arsenal, playing in a back four rather than a back five as well. He's done really well. Tierney's a top top player, uh, very consistent. Uh, but what's what's been impressive is is party for me. I think you mentioned him at the beginning. I think he's been yeah. their best player in the last few games, especially and that first half against Liverpool, where they did they did sort of tail off. They're, you could tell they fatigued a little bit, but he that first half he was so dominant in that midfield against you know one of the best midfielders, Fabinho, uh, which yeah. again you know shows you the shows you how well he's been playing. Really, really impressive. So it's going to be a, a, definitely an uphill task uh, against Arsenal on, on Saturday. But I am quietly confident. I don't know about you, Carl. How, uh, how do you feel? Not confident in the slightest. Thanks. Yaro, how do you feel? Yaro, you promised to bring some uh, positivity and energy to the pod. I'll just remind you of that. You, you did, but you've just been banging on about how good Arsenal are for the last five minutes. So, um, I've, yeah, I've, it, I've it's, beaten it out of you, have I? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I, I reckon a draw. I reckon it's going to be a draw. I, I, um, the only thing I'd say is going for us is... I mean, Arteta's already moaning that he's playing two games, one midweek and, and one on the weekend. Like he's trying like to get everyone into, else. Yeah, he's trying to get into fucking Europe. That's what's going to happen <laughs> all the time, Mikel. Just fucking get over it. And what really pisses me off is the six scab clubs, the Super League clubs, they're all going to finish top six. It's yeah. going to be top six again as fucking per usual. Um, and that just, just pisses me off. Um, I hope we fucking smash them. And... Uh, 
I don't think they're all that. No, yeah, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them 2-0. Wow, there you go. Turnaround. That's, a, that's the quickest uh, turnaround I've seen in a long time, mate. Uh, yeah. did, did, did Carl stop doing the 27-0 thing at some point? No, Just, uh, I, now and again, now and again. I, 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 yeah. so it's like I, a special I, treat now. It is. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. It is. I don't get it every week anymore. <laughs> um, I think they're going to battle us. I'm really not confident going into it at all. I think... Uh, as Carl said, I think the only possible saving grace is that they've had to play a very tough midweek fixture, uh, and it's the early kickoff as well, isn't it? The early kickoff. There's only, yeah, there's only yeah. one kickoff on Saturday. Yeah, is it the early one yeah. for some reason? Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, is it FA Cup this weekend as well? I don't know. I think it is. I think it's the FA Cup quarters, which is why there's yeah. almost no other right. Premier League it's, game. There's one game: Middlesbrough Chelsea, quarter past five. Yeah. Yeah, and then the others are on Sunday, aren't they? The cup quarters. Uh, yeah, and there's there's two other Premier League games on Sunday, but yeah, only three three games. Although there's a game tomorrow as well. Oh, I don't know what's happening with Wolf, the fixtures. It's gone mental. It's gone yeah. mental. Yeah. The game's gone. PC, PC gone. Yeah. PC gone mad. Um, the game's I, I, gone. That's something else. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon we're gonna win. I honestly think we're gonna win. I've just got. Why? I just. I just oh, think. Yeah. Tell us why. I think. I think they look really. Uh, Arsenal. If if we were playing the Arsenal the first half, then I think we're getting bad. But if we're playing the Arsenal the second half, which I think we might be, because um, I think they're really, really leggy. And I think. I, I think whenever a manager starts moaning about fatigue, I think psychology wise, it, it it sort of feeds into players' minds a little bit, yeah. uh, and and almost becomes like an excuse. So, I think it depends. The midfield battle is obviously going to be key, uh, and if we can dominate that, then. Yeah, but I don't think we can. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I said that, I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> it's not happening." Our best, uh, I've, I found uh, a flaw in your plan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Cedric is their weak link, and I think if we can get in and around him, um, and I, I think, I think our best what, what, our best bet is uh, Xhaka getting sent off because he likes to do that. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, what? That, we might dominate the midfield. Though. No, I, I don't think they're infallible though. I, don't, I think um, you know Arsenal. They're not the. They're not Liverpool, Man City. They can be beaten. Uh, we should fucking give them a good kick in. Yeah. I know we're not that sort of team, but if we get into them, get McGinn just kicking Jacker around a bit, I think he'll react. Um, right, Tierney, I, I was looking at him the other day. What, why does he look like, like a 1940s footballer? Like He has his shirt tucked in properly, shirt uh, socks all the way up above his knees. Um, he's not the, the opposite of, of uh, Grealish. I've just, and just, just noticed it, yeah. Just, yeah. just noticed it. Just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> Tierney, villain of the week next week. No, yeah. Shooing. Wow. Shooing. Yeah. Put your bets in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for two one Villa. I don't care. No. You I guys. We'll you guys are too yeah. negative for me. Sorry. Three, I think we'll lose three one. One all. Two nil Villa. Fuck them. Yes. Go on, Carl. Right. Uh, the Villa vault. Yeah, right. Or you, mate. Do, do I have to now do a dramatic pause where I wait for it to come from the ceiling or whatever? Yeah. Um, um, yeah so, um, have you have you done a Villa at home to Arsenal one of these before? Probably oh, have. Because I'm just concerned that I might have picked one that you've already done. Is it the one? Um, is there one with the skydiver? Uh, uh, the Christmas one. Yeah. 
yeah, the Santa Claus one. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go with that one, but I figured you've probably already done it. Yeah, we've already done that one. one. Yeah, we yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. discussed it, even if we didn't do it in the vault. So yeah, well, I've got yeah, so I got another good, one. Good, as... good game though, good game. Yeah, well, that was a good game. Okay. Yeah. I've got another one as backup. Um, yeah, that was a good game. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that. Not the um, skydiver getting his legs amputated, no. but the no, the but three two win, two not down at half time. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. weren't they weren't amputated at the game. To be fair, no, true, <laughs> true. True. And he went Thankful. on to, to marry his nurse, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. happy ending in the end. Yeah. And the villa won, so. Yeah, and I think last time I, I said I thought it died, but I don't think that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. I missed that. You, you I throw, think, you I think Zencaster just, just censored Carl for saying something libelous. It, it sort of cut out in the middle <laughs> wow. of your sentence, and I then actually... it went, and we just heard, but I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 I mean, maybe I'll just leave it where it was, and if if the view, if the listeners heard it, they heard it. They would have heard. Oh, it. Right. They would have um, heard it. They would have heard it. <laughs> so this Villa Arsenal fixture um, is not quite as um, glorious, um, but it is perhaps somewhat infamous. Um, so this is the 18th of January 2004. Wow. Um, now, something happened in this game that was... The free uh, kick. Terry Henry's, yeah. Terry Henry's quick free kick. That's the one. That's the we one. Talk- so. I was talking about Assist this. With- by the referee. So annoyed. I was, about I was this so other. annoyed. Well, the worst thing was with it was, as well, later in the game, we wanted to take a quick free kick and he wouldn't let us. Yeah, yeah. And we were playing really well. Oh, we, were, just... we were dominating that game at, that, at, that, at yeah. this point. Really were. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know how Sam normally does. Is it a sort of name the whole 11 kind of thing? Or we normally like name start, the score? Normally score start with the score, goal score. scorers, and then All the right. team. Yeah. yeah, so what was the score in that game? 2-0, uh, was it? 2-0. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal won 2-0. Um, so uh, Henri with one of them, obviously. Or did he get both? Oh, yeah, he got both. Yeah, it was a full-on, um, the referee hates this one because the second one was a penalty um, in the second half, which I think was v- relatively controversial as well. Um, or it was one of those where you're just convinced the ref hates you by that point, so you're just... Yeah. Was it, yeah. uh, who was the ref? Durkin, was it? Paul Durkin? Oh, good point. Uh, oh, no, Mark Halsey. Mark Halsey. Oh, God. I should have got you to guess some of, of 2004 refs, really, should I? Yeah. like it when it's your eye or any. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um... Yeah, 39,000 in Villa Park. Um, right. Uh, I mean, the Arsenal team, I don't know if you normally do the opposition. Oh, yeah. um, only like, only if we... there's a Villa link. Yeah, I... only if they've played for Villa before or after. There's one player who um, also represented Aston Villa. Perez. Perez. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to do this for fun. Uh, can you name the most obscure player on the list? Um, he's he's a defender. Oleg Luzhny. No. Oh. He um, was uh, mocked quite a lot for being a bit shit. Oh, begin with C. Oh, what's his name? Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. yep. You're on the right line. He's basically the pre Philippe Senderos, Philippe Senderos. Yeah, Philippe Senderos. Oh, what was his name? Oh, begin with C. French. Bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl. Oh, um, uh... oh, no. I'm thinking of Senderos. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like it looks like it looks like Sandros, but with like a wider face. Um, oh, Pascal Seagun. Pascal Seagun. Yeah. 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 Um, nice yeah everyone else in Arsenal's pretty much who you'd expect for that that period. Um, Carney was up front for them, um, along with Henri. Nice. Um, so yeah, the Villa team. Oh, all, all sorts. The, the interesting thing about the. Um, the 1998 one, the Santa Claus one, uh, all English eleven for Villa that day. Mm. Yeah, um, was that the last was that the last one? It must have been close to the. Oh, maybe, maybe we had the we did have the last one, didn't we? We did have the last one. Yeah, I think I'm feeling it was oh, what Leeds. in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm going to check. 
Okay. But you, Burnley you, you, must have done that since, right? No. No. No, they um, they've had yeah, so, Irish players, haven't they? Well, who, yeah. who, so who's our manager at this stage? Uh, uh, David O'Leary. Leary. Yeah, O'Leary. Yeah, yeah. So who has... Where, who when's has... he going to get back into the game? <laughs> when's he going to get back in the <laughs> bloody game? Mourinho keeps saying it, doesn't he? When is he going to get back into the he game? Was, he, I think, he, that's, I think was, that's a Capello we quote, did, we, didn't, we didn't mention oh. him at the... Uh, he was at the Leeds game in the stands, wasn't he? He was, uh, yeah. Yeah. He was. Next that, to someone that else. interview is still one of my all-time favourite things. I mean, he does mention Mourinho in that interview. He says Mourinho, uh, Mourinho keeps bigging me up and Mourinho recommended me for a job. And he said to me, David, it's not because I like you, it's because I rate you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, friend. And then he went on oh. to say, Capello, Capello approached me at the uh, the, the, the awards the other day and he said to me, when are you going to get back in the bloody game? <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's complete David oh, Brent. So David Brent. So David Brent. <laughs> Yeah, if, so someone who... said, if someone had said that to me, I'd have been like, "What? So you don't like me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which probably with David O'Leary is the case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's an arsehole. Um, but yeah, who did O'Leary pick that that day in two thousand and four? Uh, Sorensen. Sorensen. Sorensen was in goal. Yes. Uh, Ronnie Johnson. Ronnie Johnson was one of the centre halves. <sighs> Melberg. Melberg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Johnson and Melberg were. De La Cruz. Did um, play? De La Cruz came off the bench in the 86th minute. Oh. Weirdly, we made a triple sub in the 86th minute at 2 0 down. Wow. Um, that was that was O'Leary's. <laughs> and Dela Cruz was right, that was one of them. Dela Cruz was one of them. We're losing 2 0 as you wait until the 86th minute to make a sub. <laughs> yeah, wait, till you, wait till you see who the other oh, two God. subs are. Uh, uh, is Jay Lloyd, was he left Jay back? Jay Lloyd is at left back, yep. Uh, right back would have been would Delaney, maybe? Yep, yeah. yep, making it the only Welsh, Norwegian, Swedish, Trinidad and Tobago back four in the Premier League <laughs> yeah, at the time. Um, and probably the last one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, AJ, if you want to check that, whether, whether anyone's done that <laughs> okay, since. Check, check your ceiling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to you on that one. Um, yep, so that's the back, back uh, five. Lee Hendry. Lee Hendry was playing in midfield. It was, in fact, Lee Hendry who went off for Dela Cruz. Right. Oh, of course he did. Course. Well, wouldn't I? <laughs> well, obvious. Uh, Taylor? No. Boateng? No. H- oh, no, he wouldn't have been there. I think, I, think, I think, yeah, you're, you're a few years out here. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yep, yep. So, Hendry and Hitzelsberger, I think, Barry. were the two centre mids. Yep, Gareth Barry, I'm guessing... Uh, at left mid, and then no, because well, okay, you did play left. You mid get the other midfielder, and then so we can try and figure out. No, what Gabby formation. McCann, Solano, no McCann. This was the McCann season, wasn't it? So he must have been mm. Solano. Solano was he there? Was it season, no season Solano? Was season, season after. Milner on loan. No, he was no Milner after. wasn't there. Season after, uh, I think. Um, yeah, you're missing one midfielder who. Um, O'Leary was a fan of. I think O'Leary first brought him into the team um, from the youth setup. Oh, oh, God. Davis, Steve Davis. No. Uh, um, winger. Oh, Whittingham. Whittingham. Yeah. Peter uh, Whittingham. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that... Is, Hen- is it Whittingham, yeah, on, H- Whittingham H- on the left and Barry on the right? No, Hendry was right, I think. Oh, Hendry on the right. Yeah. Hence, why Dele, hence why Dela Cruz came on, right wing. Yes, yes, yes. So Dela Cruz came on. <laughs> and our forwards were... Uh, was Carton Cole? Was he there? No, no, Angel? I think that was the following season. Angel and Vassell? Angel is correct. Vassell is not in this lineup. Oh, anyway, uh, is he on a new sub? Mm, no. Oh, right. uh, Vassell Luke doesn't Moore? appear to have been involved. No, not Luke Moore. Um, this is a player who, yeah, was his Villa period was short. Stefan Moore? No. Um, 
Stop saying Moors. <laughs> I think he was signed by O'Leary's predecessor. Um, Crouch. Crouch. No, but Crouch was one of the triple subs. Crouch ah. came on for this guy, in fact, in that triple sub oh, in the 86th minute. Marcus oh, Allback. Allback. Um Which just leaves the, the final player that, uh, that was part of this triple what sub. What position? Uh, d- defender, brilliantly. Um, and, he br- and he came on for Gareth Barry. Backlog Jobney. This surprised me that he... No. It surprises me that he was playing for us, but I-, I-, I thought he was a bit later on. It must have been one of his earlier appearances for the Villa. Larson. Um, uh, no, he is um, also through the youth ranks. Oh, oh Cahill. Cahill. No, no, Ridgewell, Ridgewell. Ridgewell. Yeah. Ridgewell. So, so just to back up that uh, that triple sub in the 86th <sighs> minute at 2-0 down was Crouch, De La Cruz and Ridgewell on for Allback, Hendry and Barry. Surprised we didn't get back in it. <laughs> yeah, it's remarkable, isn't it? Uh, um, sorry, this was the... In what minute was this triple sub? Uh, 86. Right, right. Uh, why, why, when's he going to get back into the game? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Um, our league position at the time was 12th. Um, and do you want to have a go at the two unused substitutes? Uh, God. What positions? Our goalkeeper, obviously. Stuart Taylor. Goalkeep- Stuart Taylor? No, this is a goalkeeper who will forever be associated with one thing and one thing uh, only. Oh, man. No, no. no. I'm talking about Pos- a different oh, one. Oh, Posma. The other Posma. Thing. Yeah, that's the one. No, it's always Posma. <laughs> Someone to... back, back onto <laughs> Dildos again. Yeah. Yeah. Which would you rather be associated with? The Enkelman thing or the Posma thing? I'd take the, yeah. I'd take the strap off. Sh- I think I'd take the strap <laughs> yeah. I've should, heard that about should, you. Should he be the cover photo rather than cash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can find it. Um, you sure. can still find it for sure <laughs> and I think the other unused sub is the only Villa player and I haven't checked this um, oh no I'm probably wrong but he's one of the Villa players one of the few Villa players who was also featured in that 1998 um, Christmas uh, Santa Claus game oh, Dion Dublin Dion Dublin yeah, yeah was, was yeah, the unused sub so there you go great that was good I enjoyed uh, that yeah, yeah very much good. better than Sands. Oh, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. Why are you not, why, why is he bringing Dela Cruz rather than Dion Dublin on? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Or Liam Ridgewell, in fact. Or Liam Ridgewell. Peter Crouch ahead of Dublin, for that matter, at the time. Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose, I think, although it's a bit late for Dublin, isn't Dublin, it? There? Dublin was, I think Dublin was primarily in the team as a centre-half at this yeah, stage. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. But still, but, you know, get some snow You still fancy him to nick a ball more than Dela Cruz, wouldn't you? Hang it forward, easy, mate. Update yeah. on the uh, last All English eleven. Uh, mm. It was that season, but it was uh, a bit later. So uh, February the twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine, we lost four one at home to Coventry City. And we uh, said never doing this whole English thing. Yeah. Well, the other fun fact about it is, uh, depending on your definition of fun, of course, is as well as the first Mine eleven. And yours differs <laughs> massively. Yeah, I know. As well as the first eleven all being English, we made three subs in the game who were also all English. So wait, 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 what about the unused ones? Was this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <with> the unused <laughs> ones. I haven't got the unused this, ones here. Okay, on what, what, what season was this? To... What season was this? Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, I think. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Right. Right. I was, well, I was the, the season where we were top of the league at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. English bottle jobs. I'll I'll just find out the old. Uh... Stop, what, what, what stop, looking, just... stop looking for possum picks. 
yeah. <laughs> this is going to be exciting for the listeners, isn't it? Just watch, <laughs> listening to you Google things. <laughs> <laughs> what a pod. New idea for a pod, AJ. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. <laughs> Uh, no, the two unused subs were both um, both foreigners, unfortunately. Oh, bloody, bloody foreigners! That's coming over here, taking Fernando our unused sub oh, no, positions. Two, Although two one, of, one of them was one of them was J Lloyd, who ah. had had the option to not be a foreigner, but yeah. chose chose to be one. Well, and so who was the depends who was the depends foreigner? depends who's the Home Secretary, isn't he? If J Lloyd's a foreigner or not? Yeah. Oh, bloody! We almost got all the way through without any. Without any of our nonsense woke politics, but we had to drop a bit in at the end there. Uh, the other unused sub was Mark Wozniak. No, he, he uh, might as well be English it, as well. Yeah, he might, yeah. He must have English citizenship, right? Yeah. Or British citizenship. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's just an English person whose ancestor once went to prison, right? That's, that's how it works. <laughs> that's a bit, that was a bit of a less woke. Uh, yeah, yeah, the opposite. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bosnick has like Balkan ancestry off anyway. So. Right? No, no yeah. way, no way. Uh, yeah, right. good. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that episode. Thanks, boys. Uh, good to have you on, Yoro. Come, cheers, come back, cheers, lads. Come back soon. I mean, I, I didn't quite bring enough scapegoating of one individual as Sam does, right? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hammering Watkins or. Well, we should probably uh, mention Sam actually, because it's um, St. Patrick's Day today, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, no one pretends to be Irish as much as Sam. Uh, <laughs> Sam does. Hasn't he got? Hasn't he got an actual <laughs> Irish passport now? Though? Yeah. Isn't he official? Yeah, so, do fair, so do I. So do I. Yeah. I was going to say there's some stiff competition for people pretending to be Irish, but then I forgot he actually has got. a... We should yeah, say happy St. Patrick's Day to, to Yarrick then, really, given that... Yeah, and isn't your middle name I, Patrick I, as well? My middle name is Patrick. Yeah. I have an Irish passport and I didn't realise it was St. Patrick's Day till about 4pm today <laughs> uh, when someone someone said it to <laughs> me. To Carl like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have a clue. Uh, yeah. I don't know when the, when the Polish National Day is either. I'm a terrible... Plastic, that's right. Everything. That's right. We'll ask Matty Cash. He'll I know. bet you know when St George's Day is, though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my diary. It's in my diary. <laughs> plastic Polish. Uh, all right, cool, boys. Thank you. Nice one. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to the boys again. Uh, please do subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're on. Please also rate us on Spotify, as I mentioned last time. You can rate us on there now. So please do. Uh, yeah, well, should we mention that when Carl tried to give us a five-star rating, he gave it to the Villa View instead? Yeah. <laughs> joke. Absolute joke, mate. So if you could just knock, you know, you know. Don't, no, yeah. don't. I've just been on Villa View, so don't put it down too much. You know? Can you rate Although, specific episodes, though? Because I don't mind rating the ones with you on as yeah, a five. I rated Thanks, I rated it in general, but my the only issue is now you've mentioned it is if they can check, they'll see that I removed it. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, subscribe and follow and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Pod is sponsored by MeBay Digital. Check them out. I'll tag them in the post. Uh, local digital agency. And uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, see you next time up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. Uh, I love it. Manu bahut changa lagda.